0: And having this program fully implemented by 2025, that's going to cost annually about $1.7 billion. You must listen. Welcome to the Drilling Millions Podcast. The Drilling Drilling Millions Millions Podcast. Lessons from some of the most successful dentists on the planet. I want you to deal with your problems by becoming rich! Presented by Sage Dental Partners. Your practice transition team. That escalated quickly. Coming to you from Toronto, podcasting, podcasting to the, the world. world. Please welcome, Please welcome. Akil Chawla. So let's get into the final topic, which is what you should really be thinking about. You being the dental student, you being the associate, um, you being the, the pre dent. Um, and really reassessing and and really giving context to how this is gonna affect our industry as a whole. Every single statement that I've seen being made about this, you know, these programs, you know, whether it be Healthy Smiles um, or the Canada Dental Benefit have really been moral arguments. Um, And there's a ton of virtue signaling. Uh, you're you're either on the side of hey let's accept all these patients and and let's take a thirty-seven cent to a dollar um, you know payment for for every every procedure we do and you know dentistry should be completely independent of business um, which I mean that obviously has its own questions to be asked if someone has that perspective and and the other side of the argument is this is the government trying to um control us, they see how much money dentists make, um, which I think is also um a bit of an inflated number. Um they see how much money dentists make, they want to come after us, they want to, you know, you, you kind of you you have your golden handcuffs on, right? And it's it's that argument. Um and and l- like we've talked about or like I've talked about cuz I'm sitting alone to, speaking to a microphone which you know I haven't done in such a long time since the first podcast um you know both arguments need to be addressed right and 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 I think before moving into the actual um meat and bones uh of 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 the argument we need to address these moral complications so okay just for the, the sake of argument let me steel man the argument of dentistry shouldn't have a business component and we need to take these patients in, um, irrespective of how much we get charged. Yes, 100%. We have ethical as well as I have moral obligations to to treat someone who I see is in need. I fully agree with that. Um, I think it's it's a part of life that you know we have to deal with. The business side of dentistry. Um, this podcast is about the business side of dentistry. It's 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 a necessary evil for some, and it's a it's a great opportunity for others. You should really not have lesser oral health or lesser oral health care, um, particularly dentistry, if you do not have the funding for it. I think anyone in dentistry will agree that you need truly. It's 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 not a it's not an beyond aesthetics beyond. Um, anything superficial, you need healthy teeth. Um, Myself, I've seen debilitating cases of of patients coming in with, you know, rotting teeth, rotting gingiva, um, needing extractions. And, And in that, you know, you see what the overall impact of having poor dental care has. And if you look at that and and translate that to a kid who's um not in control of their finances no 12 year old really should be or should have the responsibility to control their finances that's terrible like that is terrible if if a kid can't receive care because their you know their parents you know may have had unfortunate c- circumstances they can't financially afford it that kid should not be made to suffer, um, and and I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's truly a a sad day when when a kid suffers consequences that were completely out of their control. I see that. On the other side of the spectrum, we have the the argument that's you know the government shouldn't be poking its nose in areas where it doesn't belong. All right, so we have you know we've been given this this. The scale that we've worked extremely hard for, privilege should not be, you know, something that that is that is mixed up with success. Um, everyone in dentistry, everyone who has, you know, worked really hard, whether it be through education, um, through business, through taking risks, through having multiple failures, knows how hard it is to make it. That that that's the premise of of almost every discussion that that I've had on either of my podcasts it's you know the grueling time effort energy it takes in order to 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 do well at something to get really good at something um and and that comes with a financial benefit at the end uh, that comes with a that's that's what that's what motivates a lot of people is is the the benefit at the finish line right um you don't run a marathon for no one at the end to be to be cheering um you don't you don't do many things without incentives um, and your career um, and, and, and finances aren't that different. You need motivation um, and, and people work really, really hard to, to obtain the life that they want to obtain and, and have the financial freedom that they've, they've earned. Um, dentistry, like I've said, is, you know, very much within the private sector. It, it, it operates like a business. Um, we have patients, we don't have customers, but at the end of the day, that patient, whether through an insurance company, um, or, or, or out of pocket, um, the splits about 60% of people or patients pay through insurance while about 40% pay through, um, you know, out of pocket, um, have out of pocket expenses, they have to pay for their services. And at the end of the day, those The money that they pay you is just as real as the money that you pay in order to have the, to to hang a shingle, right? Obtain a practice. To run a practice, you first need to find a space. Um, Rent can be tens of thousands of dollars a month. Just building the office alone can be, you know, 600 to 800,000, even upwards of a million dollars. The student loans that a lot of people take out with tuition, you know, ever increasing and and you're in quite a bit of debt when you leave dental school and in addition to that you're going to need to assume more debt um when you when you get out of dental school and and you get a practice um so you have real financial obligations just like the money that patients are paying you you know you have to pay out that money to whether it be a bank um a private lender someone um because because you have these financial obligations to meet Um, so I just, that, that, that exercise there hopefully gave you some insight. I'm, I'm by very definition a centrist. Um, that's why no one really likes me because I can't really take, you know, my personal experience of, of seeing patients debilitated through, you know, dental concerns that, you know, it's not that your teeth don't look white enough on an Instagram. It's literally to a point where they cannot eat food. Um, they cannot talk. That is debilitating. Um, and it's and it's just horrible and horrendous to see. On the other hand, um, you know, my day job, I I deal with finances all day long. And I see the real financial obligations that these dentists have to meet at the end of the day. If if money's not coming into the door, you can't you can't keep the lights on, you can't hire the people you want to hire, you can't you can't grow um and, and begin to pay back some of the the debt you took on and assumed because you know, for one, you you were promised that you'd be able to help people and heal, which is, you know, a gift. But on the other hand, you're also generally given um an assumption that you will earn more too. so i'll I'll leave you to come up with your own conclusion, but those were sort of my high level overview um, of the of the situation and And at the end of the day, people, in in pre dental people in even pre med, an aspect of it that is often overlooked is the financial um, one. the the financial like at the end of the, at the end of your road when you've spent eight years, ten years, twelve years in school, you want to be able to reap some of the benefits that you've you've given up so much for. You've you sacrificed. You've sacrificed a lot. You you might have sacrificed your personal life. You may have sacrificed you know, finances, um, other opportunities to, to be in a position where it has has a big pay at the end of the day, right? So let's look at dentistry in, as in terms of a, you know, lifestyle. Um, let's look at dentistry, scrap that. Let's look, look at dentistry um, as it stands when you have a, you know, lifelong trajectory uh, on it, right? So let's look at it from the infancy to the very end. So from the start line to the finish line, dentistry is, is, is great. And, and in my opinion, um, for someone who wants, you know, a work-life balance better than medicine, um, in the way that you, one can, can operate a business and and two, at the end of the day, at the end of your career, that business is worth something. You could sell it, Subtle plug for Sage. Um, let us know if you want, if you want to talk about selling your, your practice, what does this mean for the validity of dentistry as a business for example you know you you come out of school you take on debt in school you you leave you buy a practice or even you start it you're, you're still going to have a significant amount of debt you know starting a practice from the ground up still can cost upwards of a million dollars and buying a practice can be a couple million dollars so you you bought or acquired a practice as you start getting patients to the door or as you start seeing more and more patients hiring associates you're able to leverage your time. Um, And and what this actually means is, you know, you may be working one hour, but because you have other people working under you, you can really leverage that one hour. So you're basically earning more than you would have been able to earn by yourself in that one hour. And you're able to distribute that, you know, workload to other people and and you can earn more as, as a collective. So that's, that's basically the leverage you get. So that's one aspect of dentistry and, and the validity of dentistry as a business is, is your time and your and your leverage. Another one is at the end of your career, you could sell your practice for a, a significant amount. Um, this amount can be something that you can use towards retirement. It could be something that you, know, you may want to donate um, or leave as a legacy. At the end of the day, it can be worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And that's, that's a whole other episode on how um, dental practice are, are valued. And, and that's basically what Sage Dental Partners does, um, is, is we help value uh, your practice and then, and then help sell it. So you, you have a practice that you can, you can actually sell. It's a tangible asset that you can sell at the end of the day, which is very, very difficult to do in medicine. Doctors, medical doctors can't really sell a practice, um, but, but, but dentists can so when you look at that and how the Canadian Canada dental benefit actually uh, impacts that only time will tell because that value of your practice at the end of your, you know, career and the basically cash flow and the, and the leverage you get are based predominantly off the, uh, your ability to collect, collect money from patients. Right. So. If you're doing one cavity as one dentist in 30 minutes, if you have four associates, now including yourself, you can do five cavities in 30 minutes. And then if you add hygiene on top of that, you can do five cavities and and, two units of scaling. And you multiply the associates and it goes on and on and on. On the other end, when you're selling your practice, your valuation is based off how much you were actually producing during your entire career. So you know say you're producing a big chunk and you know for whatever reason the Canada dental benefit comes in and slices the amount you actually collect from each patient by half that will most definitely affect not only your leverage and how much you can produce an hour and and what you take home in that year in that month that week it'll affect downstream things like your practice value because now what used to be generating i don't know 2 million dollars a year now is only generating one million dollars a year, so you could see how this would actually um, impact the validity of of dentistry as as a business. You know, an, another thing I sort of want to to touch on is how politic, politics politics uh, and and virtue signaling play into this this whole um, play into this whole space. Politics is is a, a pretty frustrating game. It's it's really ideas are really only last for the amount of time that that potential person is in power. Basically, politics works on a four year um, cycle um, because at the end of that four years, people are going to be um, measured on how they received you know, the country. So Trudeau will will be judged on how he received Canada. And at the end, he will be judged on, you know, how he's left it. And typically, if you've left something in worse shape than you found it, what did we all learn in in preschool, you're going to get in trouble. And that trouble usually means that you're not going to get reelected and your party's not going to get reelected and people are going to boo you and shame you. So what does that mean? politics is strategically geared to make it look like at the end of your cycle as you near the end of a cycle this is where politics and politicians really play this game of of showing how far they've come if for example you know the you know, hypothetically trudeau or the ndps wanted to see dentistry you know fully be in the public system, you know, right now it's the private system. They wanted to fully see the public system. That would be a multi-year, multi, you know, billion dollar um, process. But, you know, with taking these small chunks and really focusing in on, okay, is it the kids that are getting benefits? Is it people with disabilities getting benefits? Is it the elderly getting benefits? Um, They're able to sort of in, 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 Simple terms boost their approval ratings, right? So they're they're viewed as as you know doing a really good deed. I'm not sure i can't I can't read any politician's mind. I don't know how much that actually affects what their their decisions are at the end of the day. Um, it would be hard to argue kids shouldn't receive dental care. Um, but at the end of the day, I think everyone needs to make an informed decision is this truly something that they want to see change you know in or is this something that um is going to bode well and 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 is a big virtue signal so that's 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 my take on that another you know little topic i want to touch on is sustainability um this is really just the start like i said this program over the next 3 fiscal years is going to cost about 700 million dollars uh which is not a huge amount, but not a small amount by any means, right? Um, it's it, it, it's quite um, it, it's quite significant. The plan, as it stands now, is really to expand eligibility to all children under the age of eighteen, um, and including seniors and and people with disabilities, in twenty twenty three. Um and, and having this program fully implemented by 2025, um that's gonna cost annually about one point seven billion dollars. So in total, the government expects to spend about five point three billion dollars over the next five years um on dental care on the on the Canada dental benefit. Again, not a small um number, but certainly certainly a a a substantial um a substantial amount of money to spend spend on dental care. There was an interesting comparison that was made. I think it was on the All In podcast, and and it was it was looking at and critiquing Joe Biden's promise to uh, cancel a lot of student debt. And the interesting piece there was that you know Joe Biden was claiming to help the everyday man, the everyday person, um, through canceling you know billions of dollars of student debt. Um, and what was really happening was that, you know, these student loans are primarily for um, university programs, which were typically accessed by upper middle class people. So, again, the, the virtue signaling involved there was, you know, we're going to be helping the, the poor student, the everyday man in, in helping repay these student loans. Um, but at the end of the day, the really the only people that were benefiting was um, the upper, upper middle class. It would be interesting to see uh, in, in a similar setting how many people um, that that really can't afford dental care actually access and utilize these services. Um, I think time will only tell um, if this is actually getting to the people that it's promised to be getting to. I think the concern could be that you know if it's not actually getting to the people um, that need it the most, it's not really an effective program, and it's and it's more of a virtue signal. Um, Again, only time will tell. Those those were sort of my high-level thoughts. Um, I hope you guys find this episode useful. Um, I know there's a lot of me rambling. Um, If you really are just here for the guest voice and you have to listen to me for um, close to an hour, I apologize. Um, We'll be back to a regularly scheduled programming next week. But, you know, based on the significant amount of people that really wanted me to, to to cover this topic um, and potentially bring in some of my own opinions and some of my own thoughts hopefully this helped if you have any questions you want to reach out you want to shout at me about something i said feel free to reach out to Street poppy on instagram i'm always happy to have you know an engaged conversation i truly appreciate that if you think i'm completely out to lunch with some of the stuff i said tell me that too because quite honestly i think you know we're we're at a time now where where it's it's harder and harder to to say how you actually feel um and i think that you know i'm I'm trying to change that and 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 in a lot of ways me putting out this podcast might be potentially damaging to 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 me i'm still young in my career so who knows where um and how this is going to get twisted maybe it'll come back to me maybe it won't um, but if, if you want to have a you know engaging conversation, um, you know feel free to hit me up. That's all I have for now. Like I said, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week with Drilling Millions. Like what you heard? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, and follow Drilling Millions on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for exclusive clips.